This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who was selling his house, the founder of this, uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company, and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a thousand agents across the country and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents, I trust it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's gotta be a better way. There is real estate agents. I trust.com. This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. I hope you're having a wonderful Saturday. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Dunn. I hope you're having a wonderful, chill-out, relaxing Saturday. Play some golf, hang out with family and friends, go shooting. Do whatever it is you do on your, your spare time. I also hope it's starting to, uh, the weather's starting to get a bit better. In Ireland, it actually is. We're getting up into the, into the 50s, and we had a beautiful day this Wednesday. It was, it was lovely. I, I have to say, uh, I don't know if you find this in your day-to-day life, but when the sun comes out, everyone's mood just goes better. It's one of the reasons I love good weather and sun and, and warmth. Before we get today's show started, and I've got a lot to talk to you about this week, um, it's going to be a struggle to get it all in in the air. I just want to share my thoughts, my prayers, and give a shout out to some of my friends and family who are going through a tough time right now with the weather. I know Houston had a a bad week, um, certain parts weather-wise, um, horrific floods, um, and in other parts of Texas and small towns. And in parts of the Midwest, I saw, I think, 30 inches of snow. Or maybe it was 30. Yeah, it had to be 30 inches. Um, April. It's. I'm just going to put it out there. It's global warming. It has to be. <laughs> um, but that's, that's a subject for another day because it's Earth Week. So all is okay. Let's just kill all the humans and let the Earth live. You know, I'm putting it out there. Um, I'm joking, by the way, for people who are just new to the, new recently checking out the show. So this week, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about politics, but also I want to continue on the trend I've been on in the last couple of weeks. And um, for those who have checked out the last few shows, I hope you've really enjoyed them. I hope they've given you food for thought. I hope they have given you something to think about and if even only a small way, have made you know who you are. I try and make it a balance. I, I work hard at this show. And I don't know whether it comes across. I'm still learning what I do. But I try and make this show as light as possible with my opinion, but also geared in such a way that it's showing you my opinion. I'm giving you the facts, but that it gives you kind of homework to do, to see where you stand. and. 
I engage with everyone on social media. If you're on Twitter, I'm that's where I'm probably most active at Freedom Disciple. I'm active with everyone. Um, I actually had a really interesting conversation about four or five days ago with a Bernie Sanders supporter. We agreed on nothing, but it was a civil, honest conversation. Um, and I'll engage with everyone. I'm not anyone's enemy. I'm here to discuss ideas and to discuss your history. So today I want to start off, I want to I'm going to give you some personal stories today um, to make you think. First of all, first question I'd ask you to think about, and if you don't think about anything else for the rest of the show, just please think about the first couple of questions I'm going to ask in the first segment. What do you really believe? What is so important to you that defines you, that makes you who you are? You know, the old saying, people say, I believe in this, I would die for this. Well, in some ways, dying is the easy part. Because if you if you die, you're dead. Any pain and suffering is gone. So I'm going to ask you, what would you live for? What would you fight and live for? What would you go to the gulags for? I came across a really troubling article and I, I shared it on my website this week and um, freedomsdisciple.com and it was by a priest a priest here in Ireland and I want to quote what he said to you. he was talking about th the subject matter doesn't really matter what he was talking about but he started off by saying anyone who calls someone a wishy-washy liberal does so with every intent of insulting that person it is an attempt at saying to that person they stand for nothing and they have no definitive beliefs or principles. And then he went on and laid out his argument about a certain situation. It's linked to on my site if you want to read it. It's about Donald Trump. And in conclusion he wrote, and bear in mind this is a priest. I for one would much prefer to be a wishy-washy liberal than some sort of principled fanatic who was willing to go to any lengths to reach, in, quoted mar in quotation marks, the promised land. Unfortunately, a wishy-washy liberal is no match for a Bible-thumping fundamentalist. That comes from a priest. First of all, how sad is it that a priest is first of all putting the promised land in quotation marks? Second of all, how sad is it that he's lost his connection to his faith of standing for God, of standing for principles, standing for Jesus, standing for the Bible? How sad is it that his parish have to listen to him? If that's his innermost thoughts that he's willing to share with the world, how is he leading his, his parish, his church, his flock? And how sad is it that not only for him and for his parish, but he's willing to go and publish this in a paper. Today we live in a world in many ways, both, and this is relevant to America and to Ireland and to the rest of the world. We live in a world today where if you have any beliefs, and it doesn't matter what it is, whether you're a conservative, whether you're a communist or a socialist, in many ways you're taught don't have firm beliefs. Don't have principles. You know, it's all about the deal. 
It's about compromise. You know, it's about meeting in the middle. Even look at how you are viewed in America politics today. You know, who are the people who are always, you know, lauded and, and are viewed as successful? Well, it's always the centrists, the moderates, you know, the, the, the people in the middle. You know, they don't have any set of beliefs either way, but they're always the ones that you want to be. I ask you today to think, what do I believe? What am I willing to go to the gulag for? Now, this will be a different answer for everyone. It might be for you. For some, it might be God. It might be scriptures. It might be the American Constitution. It might be the Republican Party. It might be Donald Trump or Ted Cruz or any candidate. Then ask yourself, because we hear all this time, you know, Reagan's quote been bastardized in many ways. You know, well, if you can get along with someone 80% of the time, you know, you should overlook the 20% of the time, as if it's just absolute. It doesn't really work that way. Ask yourself, what issues will you compromise on? You know, it's not an absolute. There are principles. Let me give you an example. Just off the top of my head. Tax policy. I am for no income tax. I believe income tax is immoral. However, America has different rates. I'm willing to compromise on the rate. Okay, so I would like zero. But, you know, to get to there, I'm willing to compromise some, maybe 15% this year and 10% the next year and 5% the next year and then 2% and then 1% and then no percent. That's a compromise. I started, I didn't want, I wanted zero. I won't compromise on my principles, I'll compromise on policy. But what will you compromise on? After you find these principles, ask yourself, what happens if you can't get them? How are you going to act? Because the simple fact of the matter is, when you live in this world, there are going to be times where you're not going to get what you want. There are going to be times when life kicks you so hard, and not in the right place. If you're a man between the legs, if you're a woman, I don't know where to where it would kick you that would hurt you most I apologize but that you literally fall to your knees you fall to your knees and it's just incredible pain then there's other times where life will just kick you will bring you to the ground and will just keep kicking you and punching you until you pass out these are figuratively of course how do you react? How do you deal with adversity in your life? How should we act? And again, I'm going to actually give you an example. Because I I see all this talk, and it's it's I think it started many, many years ago in Europe, and it sort of spread over to America. This concept of fairness. That's not fair. This isn't fair. You can't do that. So I'm going to give you, as we talk through this example, I want to give you an example. Take me, for example. 
all my life I've had a dream of becoming an American citizen. I wanted it from a young age, from the pretty much the first moment I stepped off that plane in Tampa. Many, 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 many years ago. But I've been actively trying to move there for 12 years now. How would I, how should I react? Should I become bitter? Should I say, I'm entitled? Should I fool myself and say, look at all the things I've done for America. All the articles I've written, all the times I've spoken out, all the interviews, all the podcasts, all the videos, all the work on social media. Should I turn around and say, you the American people, you owe me. You owe me. I waited in line. You owe me. It's payback time. All this work I did, I did for either no money or very, very little. You owe me. I'm entitled. Should I go to a politician and go, hey, look, you know, there's a brown envelope. Make it happen. It's payback time. Should I change my beliefs and go, yeah, I know I talked about illegal immigration for all those years and written about and gave interviews about and said, you know, America has laws and America's laws, right or wrong as an outsider, should be respected. Should I go, ah, you know what? I was wrong all those years. Screw it. I, I, I agree with that principle, but it doesn't suit me to agree with it right now. So I just get on the little plane to Tijuana and cross the border and say, hey, look, everyone else does it. Should I do that? Should I go, sure, hey, look, no one else follows the law. Why should I? Look at all these people. And especially in America today, look, you don't, you treat people who break your law with more respect than you do your own people. Should I embrace those attributes? Or should I get angry? I know what I'll do. I'll get on Twitter. And I'll tweet my little heart out, my little fingers, till my fingers are raw to the bone. It's not fair. It's not fair. America owes me. I love America, and America loves me, but it won't let me there. Or should I just give up? Should I just go? And I have had these feelings, by the way. This one in particular. Should I just give up? You've tried for 12 years. And, hey, you tried. You gave it your best shot. Just didn't work out. Hey, it wasn't meant to be. And just walk off into the sunset. Should I do any of them? What would you do? I'd love to hear your opinions. Here's what I am going to do. I'm going to work that bit harder. I'm not going to complain. I believe the entitlement mentality kills you. I don't think you're entitled to a damn thing in this world. I really don't. I don't even think I'm entitled to fairness. Am I going to get angry about that? No. 
It might not be fair in my own heart of hearts. I might know it's not fair. But I'm not going to get angry about it. I'm going to try and change it. Am I going to get bitter? No. Because it's who am I going to get bitter at? The US government? The illegal aliens? These are all kind of faceless. It's not like, hey, I can get angry at you. You as an individual. Or I can get angry at my mother. Or I can get angry at my cousin. Or I can get angry at Joe Bloggs who lives down the corner. Who you can see and give a rationale answer of why you're angry or bitter. Should I compromise my values and my principles? No. Because principles are eternal. What principles, as I started this show off, what principles do you stand for? What principles are eternal to you? Principles are great things. We're, it's so easy to be for whatever principle you're for, when it goes for you, when it works out in your advantage. The hardest time to be for a principle is when it goes against you. It's hard to be against illegal immigration when you're waiting 12 years. Should I give up? I've thought about giving up many times. It's the easiest thing to do in many ways. The easiest thing to do is just, ah, I give up. Walk away. I'm not giving up. In fact, if you were a fly on the wall of the meeting I had this week, you'll know I'm not even, I haven't even got started. Because I said this, and I can't share too many details with you right now, but I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm going to share my beliefs, and I have done for the last, I don't know, eight, nine, ten months on the blaze with this podcast, with all you tuning in. Thank you for that, by the way. I've shared my beliefs. I'm going to continue sharing them. I might share them in a different way going forward, because I do believe we need to look at everything. How we talk to people, how we engage with people, how we portray what our views are what our policies are, what our principles are. But I ain't stepping down. I don't care who wins this election. I don't care who wins the next election. Heck, I don't care who wins the election in 2040. I hope it's a God-fearing, America-loving, constitutional-thumping fundamentalist. And I use that term in a derogatory way. But if it isn't, that doesn't mean I shut up or I walk away or I give up. If you think of nothing else this weekend, I beg you and implore you to think of this. What are the principles you stand for? And when things don't go your way and when adversity faces you, how do you react? And if you react in a way you don't like, don't beat yourself up. Life is a journey. And it's about getting better and better each and every day. I'm not the man I used to be. I'm not the man I want to be. I'm not the man I aspire to be. But I can say this. I think I'm a better man than I was two years ago, three years ago, five years ago. 
I'm smarter and deal with things a lot better. But I'm not where I want to be. I'm nowhere close. So don't beat yourself up. Just acknowledge it and find a way to become better. That's life's journey. i got to take a quick break, America. When I come back, I'm going to delve into some big topics, including your election system. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, America. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. The Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this, uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company. And it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a 1,000 agents across the country, and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents I trust, it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's got to be a better way. There is. Real estate agents, I trust.com. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I hope the first segment gave you pause for talk and just makes you think this weekend. I want to talk to you about your elections. And I've been trying to think of the best way to to say this because I don't mean it in a demeaning way or an insulting way or a derogatory way. I mean it in an honest way factual based opinion way I don't think some Americans realize how lucky they are that you actually have a primary process that you get to have such an extended election like this primary is where you actually can have time to discuss problems issues policies, principles. You haven't done that, but at least you have the time to. And I've witnessed over time a big shift in your elections. If you've listened to this show or you've followed me for any period of time, you might have heard me saying that I've been around your elections and your political process for quite a while. My first election and taste of politics in America was Bush versus Gore. And of course, we all know George Bush didn't win that election. It was stolen from him. It wasn't fair that Al Gore should be president and blah, 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 blah. I've witnessed many on the right starting to either knowingly or unknowingly 
show the exhibits and the fruits of the left's labour. This election cycle has been incredibly frustrating for me. I voiced many concerns over the last few months with it. The lack of principles, the lack of phony issues. If you've listened to me, thank you very much and you know my feelings on it. But there's a concept recently of this election has been stolen, this election is not fair, this election is not right, it's not moral, and people are stealing things from a certain candidate. And I want to address this, but I want to address it in a principled way because there are certain principles I think are lacking today. I don't care who you support. If you support Donald Trump and you listen to this show, God bless you. I have no problem with you. I might have problems with your candidates, but I don't have any problems with you. If you support Ted Cruz, if you support John Kasich, if you support Bernie Sanders, I'm going to talk to you about process today. It's not nothing personal against any candidate. It's just process. I've witnessed my timeline fill up on Facebook and Twitter for last growing weeks of elections been stolen. I've seen Twitter rants by candidates, surrogates, supporters. Yet ironically, my timeline on Wednesday this week, there was no mention of stealing or not fair or, or not right. Let me give you the results of New York. Ted Cruz won 14% of the vote, yet got 0% of the delegates. John Kasich won 25% of the vote, yet won less than 5% of the delegates. Donald Trump won 60% of the vote, yet won 95% of the delegates. There's a common theme here, since everyone wants to talk about fairness. If you go to the general election, or the, the overall primary of every state that has voted so far, Donald Trump has won 37% of the vote, yet somehow has managed to win 47% of the delegates. Ted Cruz has also won 27% of the vote, and won 30% of the delegates. John, uh, John Kasich has won 13% of the vote, yet only has 8% of the delegates. And Marco Rubio has 15% of the vote, yet only 9% of the delegates. Now surely, folks, if we want to talk about fairness and equality, we should strip Donald Trump of 10% of his delegates? Strip Ted Cruz of 3% of his delegates and give 6% to Marco Rubio and 5% to John Kasich. After all, that's fairness, right? That's the way people should be. Right? Wrong. One of my biggest pet peeves about America 
is the amount of talking heads on TV, radio, social media who seem to want America either think it is or want it to be a democracy. America has never been and right now is not a democracy. And with God's grace and help will never be a democracy. Democracy is not something you aspire to. It is nothing more than populism. Mind you, maybe that's what some people want. Maybe some people love populism and pluralism and agrarianism and nationalism. All these key buzzwords you're hearing if you listen to certain candidates right now. What makes America's election system better, in my opinion, than the rest of the world? Well, let me share some of those things with you. First of all, and this goes back, I'm going to bore you, I'm going to become all old school again on you and talk about your history. Going back all the way to your founding fathers and the Tenth Amendment, I find it troubling the amount of people who don't believe in states' rights anymore. The amount of people who want a winner a one system fits all type of election. So let me be perfectly clear. If you live in any other state, and let's just use one, the example that Donald Trump is using at the minute. If you live in the 49 other states that's not Colorado, your opinion counts about as much as mine does in the Colorado election. Colorado has its own system. You go to your little local delegate meeting, you put your name forward, it's all grassroots. I'm not, I'm not, by the way, before I continue, I'm not defending this. I'm not saying this is what you should do. You go to the local system, you put your name forward, you get elected as a delegate or you don't get elected as a delegate, and then you go to national, to the stat, Colorado state. And then you put yourself forward and it's another election and you either win or you lose. Colorado has that right. Colorado has that right. The same way with Florida. Florida has a campaign that winner take all. If you get 22% of the vote in Florida... And everyone else gets 21, 20, and 18, and 16. You get all the, all the delegates. If you live in Iowa, it's proportional. If you get 22% of the vote, you get 22% of the delegates. Or, give or take, if it's rounded up. If you live in Pennsylvania, a certain amount of those delegates are bound to follow the, the vote, uh, the outcome of the vote. Others aren't. If you live in New York, a certain percentage are for the, the state who wins the states, and then you go through each uh, congressional di district. There are many different rules and regulations with each um, state. Now, the question I will ask yourself as an American to ask yourself is simple. Do I believe in the Tenth Amendment and states' rights? Or do I believe we just have to have one system and each state has to follow that? 
it seems to me many people today are forgetting, ignoring, or just don't care about the founding of your nation and why everything was set up and the importance of the Tenth Amendment. It's not too far of a stretch to say the most important amendment to the Founding Fathers was the Tenth Amendment. Heck, there's a reason you're called the United States. You were 13 colonies, colonies coming together to form a more perfect union. It's federalism. It's constitutionalism. It's not democracy. Do you want to be a democracy? Do you want to set up and be the way Ireland has its system? Ireland has a very unusual way of electing people. First of all, we don't have primaries. That's how lucky America is. And I don't actually know any other country that does. I must look this up. I don't know of any other country offhand that actually has a primary system. I know England doesn't have a primary system. I know Australia doesn't have a primary system. I know France and Germany don't have a primary system. All these countries, I think America is one of the few, if not the only country that has a primary system where you elect who goes forward on your party. That is something to behold. That is something special. Ireland's system is the party gets together in the area and it decides who goes forward. It decides. And in certain cases, this election, the election that happened in February, by the way, programming note next week, it's the Irish election special. Impairing the manifestos and the platforms of each major party in Ireland and asking you, how different they are to America. But if you're like this election, there were certain constituencies and areas that kind of dumped the old experienced person to get a new, pretty, young face in there. As far as I'm aware, the only national rule there is is that we have gender quotas. A certain percentage of the parties have to put forward a certain percentage of female candidates. Good, bad, or indifference, you have to put that quota forward. Now, that is a corrupt system. But I can't get too mad about that because that's the way the system works. If I really want to change it, I have to get involved. I have to get involved in the grassroots. I have to fight to change things. So here's my advice. Take it or leave it. If you're really unhappy, and by the way, for people who are unhappy about Colorado, why didn't you say anything or have very few said anything about Hawaii? Is it just because the result was different? But if you're truly unhappy, get involved in the grassroots. Next election, if you're so unhappy about it, in 2020, start laying the groundworks now. You want to be a delegate at 2020, either for the Republican or the Democratic tickets. Get involved. 
get involved. This is about the grassroots. I gotta take take a quick break, America. I've got a few more thoughts on this election. Stay away right here. I'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Sexton. Hillary is not a pleasant person. I am sick of the Sanders campaign. You're like, oh, God. Never Hillary, everybody. Hashtag never Hillary. I mean, I'm not one. I, I don't have any tattoos, but if I get one, it's going to have to say never Hillary. Because uh, that's how dedicated to this idea I am. Never Hillary. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. So just to finish off the segment, the last segment about elections, I have a few final points, and these go to both sides. I've spoken in the past about how I kind of think Bernie Sanders is getting a bit of a rough shake on the, the Democratic side. That if you actually take the superdelegates away from Hillary Clinton, the race is a lot closer. Up until Tuesday, there was only about 200 delegates between the two of them. And that if you, when you add the superdelegates, it's like 600 delegates between the two of them. And it looks more like a cakewalk for Hillary Clinton. And she's been reported in the media as the frontrunner. And it's the inevitable she's going to be the nominee. As a process, I can say, I don't think that's fair. However, there is a part which we all need to understand. And I don't want to labor on this point too much, but it is important to remember. It's easy to look at both parties, the Republicans and the Democrats, as part of government as just another extension of government because well one party is going to control it and the other party is going to be the minority party however strictly legally they are not parts of government they are independent associations they are not government entities let me say that again both the democratic party and the Republican Party are independent entities. They are not government entities. So if an individual state decides to do something, it's a state party. It's an independent state party. It has every right. And they get to set their own rules and their own regulations about the delegate process. Now I know some have raised some issues. I spoke last week about Donald Trump and one of the the problems we find ourselves in 2016 is very few industries have any credibility. I shared the frustrations with the GOP 
I am no fan of the GOP. I haven't been for a very, very long time. In fact, on several shows last year, I was using the hashtag defund the GOP. I think the GOP under Reince Priebus is nothing short of a joke. I think the GOP under the leadership of John Boehner, now Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell is weak, is lackluster, is lacks inspiration, lacks, I don't say lacks knowledge, but lacks understanding of the Constitution. Either lacks understanding or just flat out doesn't care. There is very few things that I can say in a positive light about the GOP. And there are even less I can say about the Democratic Party. However, that does not take away or change their legal rights. The only way you can change the system is to be part of it. America is great because your people are good. Your people are the solution to your problems. The way you change this is become a delegate in the next election. The way you change it is getting involved in the process after the next this election. Now I know people are worried about the Rule 40B. What happened to Ron Paul a couple of years ago, and I'm no Ron Paul supporter or fan, was wrong. And I know there's a lot of things. Well, what happens if they try and do the same again, John? What happens if they change the rules? If they change the rules, I can't speak for anyone else, but I will speak out and I will speak very loudly and clearly. I am no Donald Trump supporter. I view him as a very, very dangerous candidate. However, if he gets 1237, he should be the nominee. And if there's any dirty tricks, I promise you I will speak out. Because principles, like I said in the first segment, principles are what is important. Principles are easy to be for when the person you like is winning or when it's an easy situation or the situation suits you. The real principles are when it goes against you or hurts you or when you don't like doing it. That's when principles really count. Lastly, to the elections. There are many people who are upset. There are many people who are becoming disenfranchised with stealing quote-unquote delegates. Again, this is the process. Part of, and it's not really a problem, but part of the problem is that for people, if you're my age, this is the first election for president that on the middle of April, the New York primary is actually relevant. It hasn't happened. I've been around since Bush versus Gore. If you're in your 30s, that's kind of your benchmark of where you what you remember. You might remember 96, but not much. 
primaries are usually over by now. This one isn't. The reason it isn't over is because the people are very mixed on all the candidates. So if you know this, you know chances are pretty good, ever who you are, if you're Donald Trump, if you're Ted Cruz, John Kasich, if you know that, well, the election's tight and chances are no one's going to get the 1237. You know what happens after that. First ballot, no one gets to 12. Excuse me, no one gets to 1237. What happens? Well, a certain amount of delegates become unbound. Marco Rubio's delegates become unbound. Maybe other candidates' delegates become unbound after the first ballot or the third ballot or the sixth ballot. Now, if you know this and you want to be president, regardless of who you're for, this is for all three gentlemen in the race, isn't it your job to go, okay, look, Mr. Delegate of State X, I know you're bound to this candidate for the first ballot or the first three ballots. However, if a consensus isn't reached after that third ballot, you know, can I talk to you about what I stand for in the hope you might consider voting for me so that I can win the election? Do you think that's reasonable? Or should we just have a scenario where everyone's bound, no one's allowed to talk to anyone, no one's allowed to court anyone, and then we just keep going ballot after ballot after ballot because the election won't change. No one's allowed to talk to anyone because if you talk to them, you're stealing the election. What way do you want it? This is state rights. And if, whether you like it or not, the chances are pretty high this is going to convention. Is it ideal? I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. No, it probably isn't ideal. But here's the thing. You either believe in the people to make the right decision or you don't. The people have spoken. Regardless of what candidate you think is the best or the best president they're going to be, it's clear. The American people are not convinced. The American people are not decided on who the best person is. That's pretty much clear. So the rules say it goes to convention and to delegates. Now if after that first count, some delegates become unbound, Marco Rubio's for example, wouldn't it behoove you to go, hey, I know these, these are the rules of the system. I'm going to play the game and I'm going to be nice to them. I'm not going to steal them or I'm not going to or steal an election. I'm just going to talk to them. Give them my point of view. Explain to them. Be nice. Or would the best course of action be insult them, demean them, not talk to them, and shout daylight robbery? How do you deal with adversity in your life? And look at how all the candidates are dealing with adversity right now. I don't have a horse in this race. I really don't. So I say this to Trump, Cruz, Kasich fans. What would you do? 
Again, you don't have to like the system. You don't have to like the game. But these are the rules. The rules were there for everyone to see. If rules get changed at the last minute or it's to elect someone over someone else, then we'll scream and we'll shout and we'll highlight it as much as we possibly can on this show. But until that happens, talk about the process. I feel so strongly about this. I love your election system. There are many faults with it. But I love that it all comes back down to the grassroots. I love the delegate system. Again, I wouldn't draw this up as, hey, you know, in the end of April, that it could potentially go to a contested convention. But that's the system we're in. It would be so nice to have a candidate sewn up by now, knowing going into the general election who you have and highlighting their strengths over Hillary Clinton's. It would be so nice to see a conservative winning right now. It's not happening. Sometimes in life, you got to deal with curveballs. Sometimes in life, things don't go the way you want them. But how do you deal with adversity in your life? Do you play the game, knowing the rules well, well, well in advance? Or do you scream bloody murder just because you don't like it? If that's the way you deal with things, that's the way you deal with things. But is that the way you should? And if you don't deal with things like that in your everyday life, why would you put up with it from a politician? These are just some thoughts on this election. What do you think? Let me know. Get in touch. i got to take one last quick break, America. I hope you'll stick with me. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn. On the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. Talking to all of us who say, I won't vote for Trump because as of last night, eventually there's a good chance you knew that this would boil down to you vote for Donald Trump or you vote for a known domestic enemy of the Constitution of the United States of America. And right now, that's looking pretty darn likely a choice. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. versus freebies this is freedom's disciple with jonathan dunn on the blaze radio network thank you so much for sticking with me america i hope today's show has given you as usual some food for thought and i hope you consider uh, subscribing liking commenting and sharing this content with your friends and family if you found it interesting i also try and engage with you as much as possible um, both positively and negatively um, I want to finish up today's show by sharing two stories with you, um, both personal stories, um, one kind of funny and uh, 
once very very sad so the funny one first um i engage with everyone i had a very interesting conversation with a bernie sanders supporter i think about five or six days ago i'm dreadful at days every day just runs into each other um and it was it was i wish everyone could have um more conversations like that and um, we agreed on nothing but we both came away from the conversation with a respect for each other that we agreed to disagree um but sometimes you don't have that experience with people sometimes it ends up in me getting insulted quite a lot and I always have a simple philosophy in my life. If you're going to insult me, don't be lazy. That's all I ask. I know how the nerve of me having a requirement for you if you're going to insult me and berate me. So I, I just, I think, there's no, if you're going to insult me, just you know, show a bit of creativity. And uh, like the insults I get, oh, John, you're fat. Really? Is that what that is? God, thanks for telling me. I never knew. I got through 30 plus years of my life not knowing I was fat. Um, you're dumb. Okay, thanks very much. Tell me something I don't know. Glenn Beck. You and Glenn Beck are not Christian. Okay, thank you. Move along. It, it, it just gets boring. Well, this week I was talking to... I'm not going to tell you who he was supporting because I just don't want it to get in the way. But... uh I got called something by this individual I've never been called before. And I will say this, I will never, ever, ever, ever forget this insult. I got called, wait for it, a Bible-thumping communist. And I just think that's so stupid. And it's, But it's also so funny because I'll never forget it. Because I've read history. I'm no history buff, but I've read it. I missed the whole parts of Lenin and Stalin and Karl Marx, you know, praying and, you know, talking God. I, I really do. And the story I wanted to tell you, the funny story, was it's an old Reagan joke where the commissar, you know, to, to lighten things up, the old commissar is out with the Russian farmer and he's inspecting everything and he says, you know, what vegetables are you growing here? And he says, oh, well, over here we have the most gorgeous, most plump, most sweetest and juicy carrots. They're the longest carrots you've ever seen, Commissar. They are just the best. And he says, oh, that's very good, very, very good, very, we're glad to hear it. And over in that field, what have you got? It's quite a big field. He said, oh, Commissar, Commissar, over there, they are potatoes. And there are so many gorgeous, juicy, tasty, scrumptious potatoes there that if you pile them on top of each other, Commissar, there's so many, they would reach the foot of God. And the Commissar turns to the farmer and the f he says, Oh, no, 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 no. This is Soviet Russia. There is no God. That's all right, he said. There's no potatoes. <laughs> it reminded me of the old Reagan joke. What can I say? But, you know, if you're going to insult me and you listen to the show, first of all, thank you if you listen. Um, I appreciate it, even if you don't agree with what I say. 
but if you're going to insult me and send me stuff, um, you know, make it interesting. And by the way, this might shock you. I've said this a few times. I don't have Glenn Beck on speed dial. So Glenn Beck doesn't give me talking points. I would love to sit and talk to Glenn. Glenn's a fascinating guy. I love Glenn. I've met him. I've spent quality time with him when I was in Texas. But I haven't spoken to Glenn since I got back to, to Ireland. So this notion that he is feeding me talking points, I find it actually kind of flattering. But it's not true, sadly. Um, what I say on this show is thought of well in advance. And I break down issues. I read history. I find stories to try and lay out the case. And then I try and deliver it in such a way to get you thinking, not just regurgitating my opinion. I want you to form your own opinion. Now the sad story. I'm becoming very troubled with this election. That when you see people interact with each other, it's so negative. And I would ask you just to think on this Saturday, just because someone votes different to you, do you really want to lose a friend over it? I want to tell you a personal story in Ireland. And it's one that I don't like. But I want to share it with you. I don't have many friends. Um, I don't go out. I work long, long hours. I'm not the type of person to go out on nightclubs and to bars and I tend to hang to myself. Many, many years ago, I lived in a different location. I lived down the country. And I had friends down there because I was growing up. And I knew this person since 1993. And we had a falling out a couple of years ago. And I'm sharing this story with you to hopefully touch your heart and to see, is this the road you want to travel? Now, we hung out every day growing up when we were going to school. Back in 93, I was, a, I was in what you'd call high school. And we would see each other every day. We li he lived down the road from me. We'd play football, soccer. Um, we'd play a bit of golf. Um, we'd do things. Rare would a day go by that we wouldn't see each other and hang out and listen to music and play sports and just have fun. And then I moved back up to the city. And while we didn't talk every day, because he went to college and stuff, and I had my own life in the city, and we were like two hours apart, and technology's what, not what it is now, but I would still go down from time to time and see them, see the family and hang out with them and do stuff. And a couple of years ago, we lost touch, and there was some comments directed my way which I'm not going to share um, but we're over an issue a political issue and I'll share the political issue with you but it's irrelevant the political issue is gay marriage I have believed for the longest time and I've spoken out I don't see any scenario where government should be involved in it Ireland had a referendum on gay marriage last year. 
I voted no. But I also explained my reasons on going a lot deeper on the principle. I don't want government involved in marriage. This individual supported it. And I shared a few articles on my Facebook page and there was a few comments and discussions and he was very pro it. And uh, I, he said, why, why are you against this? You know, and I explained my situation. I said, I don't believe government should be involved in marriage. And he kind of said, oh, I, I can see that point of view. And then when it came to voting, he said, but why are you voting to deprive these people rights? And I said, I don't believe government should be involved in marriage. You kind of can see that opinion and that principle. So if you don't believe government should be involved in marriage at all, why would I then vote to support and give government more rights and involvement in a further marriage? And he couldn't agree with that. And a few names, very hurtful names, were thrown my way. And we lost touch. Is that the way you want to become? I still love this person. They're my brother in Christ, whether they like it or not, whether they want to be or not. I have no hard feelings towards this individual. I share this story with you, not for sympathy or not to make it about me, but to make it about you. There are plenty of reasons to stop talking to people. We all go lose touch with our friends and our family. We go on with our own lives. We have partners and kids and wives and husbands. You know, it, friends just grow apart. That's just the way life goes. We all have our own priorities. But do you really want to lose touch with someone because they saw a vote different than you? Do you want to lose touch with someone? Or even worse, have hard feelings? Or be bitter? Or be angry at someone for hurling a horrific insult at you just because they saw things a different way than you? I can understand why people would vote for gay marriage. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with the principle, nor do I agree with the policy. But here's the thing. I'm going to finish with a verse from Scripture. When Jesus said, I have come not to condemn the world, but to save it. I'm not here to condemn anyone for their views. I'm not anyone's enemy because of their views or because of my views. I always try. I do fail, I do, but I try my best to be the best person I can be and engage with everybody in a positive way. This weekend, think about the people you... Because I'm sure everyone who listens to this has someone who... Well, they're a Ted Cruz supporter. I can't talk to them. They're a Donald Trump supporter. I can't talk to them. How about reaching out? Reaching out and... Not talk about the politics or not talk about who you're voting, but let's talk, just talk general. Talk about sports or finance or families or friends or whatever you used to talk about. That, and just see their heart and build that bond again. You know, there's plenty of hate in this world. 
the hate because of elections the hate because right now the hate we experience some of us experience now because we're christians the hate with isis the hate with with class warfare with income do we want to add to that or do we want to show a different way and act in love i don't know you you decide you decide but if what i've just said touched you in any way or made you think reach out to someone this weekend and even if you don't have to talk just say hey brother or sister hope you're keeping well don't have to engage or discuss but just wish them well if we all show a bit of love maybe maybe just maybe we might come out of this okay as always from the bottom of my heart i don't say this enough thank you for tuning in i'd be lost without this microphone i don't think you'll ever understand how much this microphone means to me and i thank everyone who listens to one show or a couple of shows or has been with me from the start thank you thank you thank you and to jonathan to don to glenn you don't know maybe who some of those people are but thank you for allowing me to broadcast on your network as always i finish this show the way i finish every show i salute the real heroes in society today the police the firefighters the emergency personnel the vets who fight for all our freedoms they fight for our freedoms to disagree and i salute you the great american people as long as i'm speaking and i can i will be a firm believer that america is exceptional because of your people and not a politician or a party but because of your people ordinary everyday people doing extraordinary things i'll see you next week america god bless you this is freedom's disciple with jonathan dunn on the blaze radio network 